1: This is the Employment
0: Law Show. That guy is right. Every time he says that, he's bang on. It's uh, 633. You bet it is. And we are ready to go. We hope you are as well. John Scholes here. And my good pal, Lior Samfiru from Samfiru to Marken LLP. You want to reach out anytime to Lior to uh, discuss your employment or lack of employment matters. You can always do so. 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Or the website, which I'm sure we'll make reference to sometime tonight over the next half hour, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Check that out right now, as you sit and uh, we idly chat, because it's a great website for learning all about uh, your rights in the employment law sphere, and you'll have access to that severance calculator, which we've been touting for years as the most accurate place to get your, uh, you know, your severance information before even calling Leor. Use the severance calculator, or pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and our topic main topic for uh, tonight in between our calls so you've been terminated now what we'll get down to that as well but uh case of the day what's going on pal
2: Hey, Johnny, great always to be here. Great to be talking employment law, always uh, an important topic. So if you're driving home right now, walking home uh, after a day of work and they didn't go as well as you wanted it to. Well, we can make tomorrow perhaps better by having your questions answered, by giving you some knowledge as to what this all means. What are your rights in the workplace? If your boss did something to you, if there are changes at your workplace, if there's ultimatums. If you're worried about losing your job, or lost your job, let's fix those issues. And we can start doing that right now. Are you calling the show and asking me the question and giving me that opportunity to alleviate those concerns? It would be pointless for us to be on air for all these years if we didn't have good employment laws. It would make for a very short conversation. The fact that we've been doing this for all this years, these years and answered literally thousands, thousands of questions during that period of time is because we have very good laws, employment laws across this province. And you can find out what they are and what the law does for you, wrongful dismissal, constructive dismissal, human rights, you name it, call us right now and we'll tell you, of course. Beyond this show, office, the place to go to call me to have that discussion with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, to get us started, I'll tell you about a situation across my desk. I spoke with the lady who called me now. She's on a uh, uh, disability leave, mental health leave from work. Why? Well, she was a good employee for many years, over nine years, never had an issue, thought she'd retire in this workplace. Well, about a year ago, a new boss came in, a a new supervisor for her. And for some reason, just didn't get along with this person, uh, and she was under the distinct impression that this new supervisor wanted her gone. Uh, Consistently uh, negative feedback, never anything positive, putting her down, marginalizing her, bad reviews, even Mm -hmm. though, again, she's always been a good employee. She did exactly what I would have told her to do. She spoke to HR, and HR said, yeah, we get it. We'll uh, speak with this person. Apparently, they did but nothing changed. In fact, she said it got worse. They uh, she spoke with HR again, same thing happened. They say that they spoke with the individual, nothing happened, things did not get better. It ended up getting so bad that she now is off on a medical leave. Just because of anxiety and stress, the doctor says you need to be off work. So she called me and she says, I, I don't wanna go back, what do I do here? Well, what she's describing here is a classic constructive dismissal situation. If she's being mistreated, bullied in the workplace, and if her employer is not fixing this issue, they're aware of it, she's told them, she's put it in writing, they've done nothing about it. Well, the law says she doesn't have to accept it. She doesn't have to continue working and struggling and having impact her health. She can treat this now as a termination of her employment and require her employer to pay her severance. For her, that's about a year's pay, 12 months pay, which is going to be enough time for her to find another job. I heard this employer dropped the ball. They should have taken it seriously. They should have disciplined the supervisor, maybe even got rid of him if he couldn't treat employees properly. They didn't do that. They were hoping that this situation will resolve itself. So I want our listeners to remember, you have the right to work in a healthy and a supportive work environment. If you're being bullied, harassed, mistreated, your employer must do something about it. If they don't, you call me. There are various legal options, including constructive dismissal, Gone are the days when an employer can just ignore bullying and harassment in the workplace.
0: Great opener right there. Want to get to a phone call before our first break, Leo, which we love having here. Frank, thanks for standing by for a moment, pal. Good evening. How are you?
3: Good, uh, good evening, everybody. I-, I got a situation here uh, for you guys to answer. I've got an employer who's making outrageous, uh, con- having outrageous comments and uh, making a sign our his contract where he expects us to get paid only once a month and and in cash so he doesn't have to pay ui or uh anything else and he says take it or leave it you're not obliged to uh, to sign that's i think that's illegal isn't it as an employee who needs a uh as a, as a person who wants to be employed isn't that illegal so frank uh,
2: is this a company an employer that you've already been working for and now they're doing this or is this you wanting to get an, a job with them
3: no, it's, I want to get a job with them, but I've heard uh, from other uh, people that uh, these guys operate, operate like this all the time, and uh, they're very, very shady. So,
2: so obviously, you, you don't need me to tell you that what they're doing is not legal. You can't pay someone that way, and, and they have, there's an obligation to deduct EI and CPP and taxes and do that right. It's not an option. It's a legal requirement, and if they don't do that, they're breaking the law. So my advice, if you don't
3: sign sign the contract, we won't have a job.
2: Well, then, then again, you're, you're being asked to do something illegal. So the answer should be, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to look for another job. Uh, you can't force them to be better people. Uh, if, if you are already working there and now they decided to do that to you, that could be a constructive dismissal. But if you're wanting to take a job there, I think the answer has to be, I'm not going to take a job and do something that's illegal. Uh, that that would be my best advice to you. Just say thanks, but no thanks, and look for uh, for work somewhere else.
0: Frank, with that, we gotta let you go, pal. We got lots to get through, and we gotta take a short break right now. We will get on the other side to our main topic. So you've been terminated. Now what? We'll tell you what after the break. We continue with more of the employment law show. Hang in there. We're coming right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.
2: Welcome back to the Employment Law Show.
0: Okay, Lior, so you've been terminated. Now what? Let's get through a few of these talking points because uh, a lot of people have that exact question when they call you. So those who have not had the, uh, as you put, pleasure of being let go, most of us have one time or another, how does a termination meeting usually go?
2: Yeah, and uh, things have changed a bit since the pandemic because uh, oftentimes now we see termination meetings happen virtually on on, on Zoom or Skype or whatnot uh but the the general principles are the same uh termination meeting you'll be called into a meeting usually there'll be uh, more than one person there usually two people or three uh and usually it'll be a very brief meeting and in the meeting you'll be told that you're going to be let go you'll likely be told that today's your last day uh you'll be handed handed some paperwork maybe they'll even read that paperwork to you there are very uh, In most cases, they are very unlikely to give you a reason. If they do, it will likely be a very brief reason without details. Maybe I'll say restructuring or maybe you'll say we're going a different direction. You can't expect usually to get a lot of information. And unfortunately, at the end of that meeting, uh, there's going to be arrangements made for you to leave the premises and to get your stuff. So. Oftentimes people tell me that that termination meeting is kind of just like a whirlwind. It just I'm called into a meeting. Five minutes later, I'm I'm being walked out and I'm like, what just happened? Uh, Unfortunately, as cold as this is in what I've just described, and it is cold, it's not illegal. An employer is not required to get into the details as to why or how you're being let go. Uh, They're allowed to do it that way, so you have to be prepared for it.
0: Next question is this, um, you know, you have a fly in the wall. What does the company usually say during that meeting? And does it uh, have to give you a reason as to why you've been let go? You know, is it the old, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not you, it's me? <laughs> is it that type of thing?
2: It, in most cases, if the company terminates what we call without cause, in other words, they're not accusing you of any wrongdoing. They're just letting you go for their own reasons. They're not going to give you reasons or, or, or if they do, it's not going to be anything uh, of any detail. And a lot of people would get very upset. They let me go. They wouldn't even tell me why. There must be a wrongful dismissal. I'm a good employee. Unfortunately, not. that's not the case because an employer can let you go for no reason or no good reason as long as they pay you proper severance, which we'll get into. But ultimately, they're not likely going to say much to you, uh, and you're likely going to leave there with a lot more questions that you'd like to have answered, which you probably, unfortunately, will never have answered.
0: Yeah, it's just like a bucket of cold water in the face. You know, especially. I mean, if you if you had some sort of spidey sense that it was coming down the pike, fine. But if this hits you like broadsided, man, it's a it's a big shock for sure. What what turn the tables around literally? What should you say during that termination meeting, or just smile, say thank you, and walk out?
2: You know, th- there's going to be an inclination to ask questions. You know, mm-hmm. why? What did I do wrong? Right. Who uh, who made the decision? Why wasn't I told? No, no one ever gave me a warning. There's going to be inclination to try to advocate for yourself. And to try to ask questions while there's nothing really wrong with that there's also not it's not going to change and and an employer is not going to answer the questions and ultimately if the decision has been made to let you go you're not going to be able to change their mind by saying no one ever gave me a warning no one ever said i was doing anything wrong the decision has been made so ultimately there's not much that you need to say in this meeting you may want to ask questions about when can i get my stuff how do I return to the company, the company's uh, uh, equipment and the co- uh, company's property? Mm-hmm. Uh, you may even want to ask questions about, you know, when will others be told? Am I allowed? To, are you, do you have a problem if I talk to my former colleagues? But to get into the weeds as to the reasons, it's just not going to be something that the company is going to be willing to engage in. So there's not, not really a point to, to try to have that discussion.
0: Yeah, I've never heard anybody say, you know, I just, I'm really good employee. You shouldn't let me go. Ah, you know what, Tiger? You're right. Go back to work. Yeah, forget yeah that's about all right. This. We'll just rip no, it up. Yeah. Not going to happen. Not going to happen, unfortunately. <laughs> not going to happen for sure. Steven, thank you for, uh, for hanging in. How are you, pal? I'm well. How are you? Good. What's your question?
1: Excellent. I have a bit of a situation that somebody's going through or somebody went through, and I'm not sure if it falls under the Employment Act or not. So long story very short is a supervisor started borrowing money from subordinates and he did this from more than just one person eventually the company finds out that the supervisor has been borrowing money and obviously has not been paying back the subordinates mm. and the company also finds out that the subordinates started i don't know if this is relevant started to uh, getting money out of from the clients so the supervisor gets terminated and all the subordinates basically have lent money to somebody that they're not going to see again my question is would this fall under some kind of employment act where the employer failed to protect the employees from the supervisor?
2: It, it might. If it's a situation where the employer should have known, maybe they didn't necessarily know, but they should have known, or certainly if the employer knew that something was going on then they chose not to do anything about it, then yeah, that, that could be a constructive dismissal. Uh, potentially, that could, there could be other repercussions to the employer, but it, the key would be that this employer either knew or should have known what was going on there. If they didn't, if they 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 had no way of knowing, and when they found out they acted immediately to fire this person, which is exactly by the way what they should have done, then there's not going to be any recourse here. Uh, Certainly, I'll tell you right now, there's not going to be the ability to pursue the money that's owed against the company. In some situations, they may be able to pursue this as a constructive dismissal and and claim severance. But if, let's say they're owed $5,000, whatever it is that they lent to the supervisor, they're not going to be able to get that from the company, unfortunately. Uh, And and their only recourse is to to go after that supervisor. And they absolutely are able to take legal action against them to sue him. For the amount
1: owing, can can you please explain how you connected constructive dismissal to this because the supervisor is the one that got terminated not the subordinates the subordinates still work there
2: well no so what is a constructive dismissal a constructive dismissal is a situation where because of something the employer did the employees were hurt the employees something bad happened to the employees an employer has an oh. obligation to, to protect its employees if it didn't do that because it knew that this guy is taking advantage of the subordinates and didn't protect them they can say by by doing this i can choose to to treat my employment as being terminated now you have to pay me severance
1: i see okay uh, okay i guess I'll, I'll pass that information and if there's anything i could give them your office and they could contact your office uh, i suspect exactly. absolutely
0: yeah, that's exactly what you want to do, Stephen. Here's how uh, Here's how you make that happen. Anytime, and I'll repeat this uh, throughout the remainder of the show, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca to contact through, uh, through email. We're talking about what happens when you just get terminated, and the it's, it's the shock of it, right? So so you've just been terminated, uh, Leor, in the meeting. What usually happens then, other than picking up a phone right away and calling you? We'll throw that out there right away. Smartest move. But then what happens?
2: Yeah, so – the first thing you want to do after that meeting is it's time now to think about uh, severance. Mm-hmm. It's time now to think about that, that severance letter. It's time to think about what you are owed. Because as I've said before, an employer can let you go for no, no reason, good reason, bad reason, as long as they pay you what they owe you. So now now that's the focus. The focus is not so much what uh, why you were let go and... You won't be able, unfortunately, to get your job back. A lot of people focus on that. It's a question of compensation, so that's why we have the severance calculator. You can find that at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You can call me so we can talk about the uh, the amounts that you owed. But that has to be the focus to make sure that you're not taking advantage of. Over ninety percent of people, when they are let go, whatever that offer is, it's not good it's a lot less than what you wrote so the thing you ought to do after that termination meeting once you were let go is to understand that that job is gone yeah. now at least at least in, in the short term the focus has to be make, ensuring that you have enough compensation enough money because you still have stuff to pay your bills you still have to support your family and that severance money is what's going to help you make that happen
0: yeah, the rhyme and reason why it happens in the rearview mirror for uh, for sure. Like you said, you look forward. So now, I mean, depending on who you work, it doesn't really depend who you work for. Generally, you know, it could be a CEO or a small little subordinate in a warehouse. That severance offer, everybody has a similar thing at the bottom. And that is usually a date where you need to accept it, a deadline. It's going to make people panic. What do you say about it?
2: Well, that's exactly what it's intended to do, right? It's yeah. intended to make you panic. It's intended for you to feel that pressure so that you accept it. Remember, the company is only gonna give you a deadline if they really want you to accept something, right? And why would the company really want you to accept it? Because it's a really good deal for the company, right? If, if it was a fantastic deal for you, they'd say, take the time you need. Oh, it's all good, We're, we, we have no problem with that if the company was offering you a good deal. On the other hand, if they're offering you a terrible deal that's really good for the company, they say, "Oh, you, you, you bet we, we, we're, we're really eager. We need you to sign this by tomorrow." So that severance deadline is there as a pressure ta- tactic. But guess what? It doesn't matter. Your legal rights don't expire on that deadline, whether that deadline is a Thursday or a Friday or whatever. It does not matter. You have two years before your legal rights go away. And if you sign that piece of paper and then the next day you realize you made a mistake, you're owed another $50,000. It's too late. There's nothing that you can do about it. So don't worry about that deadline. Your job is to make sure that you get some proper advice to ensure that you're not being taken advantage of. You call me. And if we can't speak before the deadline, it does not matter. We'll speak after the deadline. Okay. Because the job is to ensure that you get paid what you're owed, not to ensure that you sign. So, you want to be polite to the company. You don't have to. You can tell them, "Hey, I know you asked for an answer by Friday. I'm going to take a few more days beyond that." You can do that. You don't have to, but ignore that deadline. Severance deadlines are meaningless. They don't do anything. It's a pressure tactic. So please don't fall for it.
0: To your point, you know, with with the panic on the on the side of the company, they often say, you know, or at least you say, they offer you a lot less severance right than they actually owe. I'm going to throw an easy one over the plate for you. Why would they do that, Leor? <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, the, there's the obvious answer, and that is they would like to save money. Yep. So, if they owe you uh, seventy-five thousand dollars in severance and they offer you thirty, well, they and you accept it. They just saved a bunch of money. That's a pretty good reason to offer less severance than uh, they uh, they owe. And you know what? They usually, oftentimes, companies get away with it because employees don't know any better. That's right. So most people, when they're offered the severance, are not going to know any better. They'll accept it. And save the company a lot of money. So that's one reason. Another reason, and this, this is true as well. Good companies, conscientious companies, companies that want to do the right thing, may still not know or understand their own obligations. I have clients like that. There's there's employers that that I act for that I had to educate on their obligations. They didn't know. They thought they only owe a week per year of service, and you know, so they had someone there for seven years, they'll give them seven weeks. And have to explain to them why actually the answer could be nine months so either the employer doesn't know they need to be educated as to their obligations or maybe the employer knows but they hope that the employee doesn't know either way it does not matter if you're an employee if you lost your job no one's going to do this for you you have to take steps to make sure that you get what you're owed the good news is it's not difficult to do this it's not difficult to negotiate proper severance give me a call let's make it happen
0: so, uh, the scenarios here where, you know, I've, I've been listening to the show, you know, I just use the uh, severance calculator, pocketemploymentlawyer.say, lo and behold, I'm owed a lot more, as you say, Leor. Can I go in tomorrow, having not signed, and negotiate better severance on my own? Can I take the reins on that one?
3: Well, you
2: know, I'm I'm always conflicted with this question because on the, the one hand, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. Right. But I'll say a couple of things. Number one, I have rarely, rarely, rarely seen it work. In other words, oftentimes the company is not going to take it seriously. They're not going to uh, really look at it. And if they think they only owe you 30 and you tell them they owe you 75, they're not going to listen to you because they'll assume you don't know. So it's usually not effective. But I have seen so many situations, John, where the person asks for too little and then they kind of box themselves in. For example, someone that's owed nine months severance and they're offered three, they don't know better. So they ask for four months. And then what do you do with that? So in most cases, I just don't find it effective or a good idea to try to negotiate on your own. Uh, no more than you, you would try to uh, negotiate your own you know, real estate transaction. You know, you'll have a real estate lawyer dealing with that. But even though in theory you can read up and try to do it on your own, let yeah. the people that do this for a living get it resolved so that you don't miss out on things that you wrote.
0: The next question I know you often get saying, okay, I'm old, Morley, or I know you can negotiate for me and make this happen. How long does it take? Because everyone assumes it's like the OJ trial, right? They're gonna be there for months and years until this thing gets figured out. That's simply not the case, right?
2: Well, you know, if it doesn't fit, you must (laughs) have quit, I guess. (laughs) That's right. No, uh, unlike the OJ trial, but unlike uh, many other legal issues, usually when it comes to severance and your termination entitlements, those issues are fairly straightforward to resolve. And they do not take a long time the most most matters resolve within a few weeks Uh, and oftentimes without even needing formal legal proceedings we engage the company we send a letter they respond we negotiate back and forth and get it resolved most companies do that and in most cases that's what happens even where legal action is required in most cases that resolves very quickly as well so please please don't be afraid of the process don't be afraid of taking months or years in the vast majority of cases. It's not the case. It's not going to happen. Let's get you what you're owed. Uh, You know, if you're let go now, there's no reason uh, well before the holidays we can have this all done, resolved with you signing off and getting paid your full severance.
0: Love it. And we'll leave it there uh for now. Any more details, questions you have, reach out to Leora and his team directly, right? That's the phone number I gave you off the top, one 855 821 Two one fifty nine hundred help at employmentlawyer.ca and that website where you'll find that severance calculator among other things is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. The or and I are back at it tomorrow. It's cir- uh, six thirty, same time, same place, right here with another edition of the Employment Law Show. Enjoy the rest of your night. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed
1: therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the view and policies of Chorus Entertainment.